He's right in front of me, and I can honestly tell him that I'm going to knock him spark out. Leaping right hand by the Prince. Ooh. And up hard left. And Kelly's down for the third time. And you're very welcome along to Off The Brawl on Off The Ball. I'm Ronan Mullen, joined as ever by Phil Egan for what is a very special edition of the show. I think we're joined by our first Olympic medalist, John Joe Nevin. John Joe, how are things? Very good. London 2012 there, the silver medal. I was watching the fights back yesterday and like I think it kind of passes people by how spectacular you were in that tournament because like in most tournaments you kind of got better as the thing went along. Quarterfinal against Valdez, which people know Oscar Valdez has been a really good pro and then the semi-final performance was was amazing. What are your memories of that tournament now, looking back? Yeah, I just like I said, um, the the more the shows go on, the better I get. The, the better the opposition, the better I get. Um, I went into that um, Olympic Games like just taking one fight at a time, really, um, to enjoy every moment. Because the first Olympics I was at in two thousand eight, I was only nineteen. And I didn't enjoy it because I was so nervous and things. So I just went in to enjoy it. And I knew that if I, if I enjoyed it and I gave a good performance, I, I could reach the, the final and go the whole way. And where do you keep your medal? And the mother keeps that. I don't even uh, see it nowadays. <laughs> Safe handling. Phil, what are your memories of that 2012? Ah, like the whole Olympics, the boxers are always delivered, aren't they? Well, okay, it didn't work out as well in Rio, but... You know, just obviously had Katie Taylor there as well, and just the the final was so nip and tuck between herself and, and Luke Campbell. Why do you think you, you said there you, you got better as the tournament went on, the quality got better? Is that just is, is it a case of you reacting better to the more pressure, the better you react? Yeah, um, you see all these journeymen and things, you're going in with professional now and things, and they're there to survive. I, I, I think, as, as you said there now, that the more pressure is on you, the better your your natural um, instincts yeah, are and yeah. things, you know, your reflexes and all that is, is, is a lot better. Where if you're going in just to, to take a guy out and you know he's there to survive, then you don't, you know, you're doing stuff that you shouldn't be doing wrong. For me, anyway, that's the case. From other, for other boxers, I don't know. But for me, it's if I, if I go into someone's surviving, I start to make silly mistakes. Yeah, and... In terms of the 2019, the win over Freddie Fonseca, it must be frustrating because that was such a, a pivotal moment for you that I know you talked after about how you had a certain amount of fights you wanted in 2020 and you said that an opponent pulled out. Very little you can do about it. Yeah. But in terms of working with Jim McDonald now, he said the fitness was something that just was getting better and better. So where are you at now? I'm flying. Yeah. You know, um with Jim, uh, he's just tremendous. You know, you seen what what we had. Um, James DeGale, you know, he was always super fit. That's one thing I'll I'll never doubt again when I get into into the ring because leading up to f- 
other professional fights when I was based in America, I was always doubting my fitness. Was yeah. I fit enough? Nowadays, when I'm with Jim, I know like I'm not prepared that after go ten rounds, I can go twenty rounds if I want to. And I know like I got a little bit tired. Well, not so much tired, but took slowed down a little bit in the last fight. But that was you know through to my from like through my head as well. That yeah. was going, kicking in. You know that the the natural thoughts of oh will I get tired? But I didn't need it. You know what I mean? I'm I'm a lot fitter than what I usually usually do be fitter than what I was at the Olympic Games, you know. I'm I'm flying away. He said your fitness is at 120. percent So where do you think you were before you started training with him? Oh, I'd be lucky if I was at 70, at 70. percent You know, I I couldn't when I came to the gym. He he would always say to the other boxers that I'd go in against me, he's a class act for six rounds. Then you have him. You know, he he starts to tire then. Did he say that in front of you? <laughs> he's just telling the other boxers. Okay. He told he told me what he tell the other boxers yeah. then when I fitness is coming on. And then before the Freddie Fonseca fight, he had me doing fifteen rounds with uh what was it uh, a welterweight. Yeah. And a good welterweight at that. Um and I was I was cruising, you know, I got out and did a, like three or four rounds of the bags afterwards and it was good. Yeah, just on the the link up with Jim McDonald, John Joe. How did that come about initially? Was that someone recommended to you, or was it just circumstances? Um, no, my manager, at Lado's manager, or is managing me, Ron Bodie. He um, used to manage James DeGale, and he knew Jim McDonald through that. Um, I didn't want like being in America because they were trying to, they weren't trying to add to my style. What they were trying to do was take away what I had and, t- and change me into an American boxer. So I didn't want that. So I had a word, um, they were saying, oh, you're too much of a European style. Well, if you look at the, uh, the Olympic Games and things, and there's been many of a world champion that has come from Europe. Yeah. Um, they were trying to turn me into them, just doing all that American stuff, you know, shoulder rolls and things, it's not my style. So I had a word with my manager and I said, I want to be shipped back across the water. And uh, he asked me, um, who do I want to be coached by? So he recommended Jim McDonald. I went and spent two, three days with him, and you know that was it. I just said that this is the one. Yeah, and he's a Phil, a classic case of took an Olympic prodigy like James DeGale, mm-hmm. medalist, and brought him to a world championship, two world championships, in fact, as a professional. So a perfect man for someone like John Joe to link up with. Yeah, and that must have played in your mind as well, knowing that what he had done with James. Yeah, and just, you're probably thinking if you could do the same with me, please. Yeah, um, as I says, he's. Um, He's done it with James. He's had um, Reese Bellotti, you know, he's Reese Bellotti as a boxer, as an amateur boxer, has won um just two national titles for England, you know. He wasn't like international standard. And he brought him to near like boxing for a European titles, which is tremendous, you know. Um Jim has the the the, the tools to take me all the way and you know, I I, I trust in him that he can. Yeah, and we might circle back to yourself in a second, John Joe, but just mention the Olympics and Olympics 2020 coming up now, obviously. Do you keep an eye on the amateur scene at all over here? Yes, and um, to last Olympics, like, so dreadful world, like, with the the case with Michael Conlon getting robbed and and the Billy Walsh exit and things, you know, that kind of... Yeah. It kind of stalled the Irish boxing for a while, didn't it? And mm. hopefully this, this Olympic Games, again, we can see a lot of improvement, but... The last ones were dreadful. Yeah, and we were chatting to Billy Walsh on the show a couple of weeks ago. He's obviously Team USA now, and there's a very real chance that Irish boxers will be coming up against him now uh, uh, in Tokyo. 
Like, what, how big a loss was Billy Walsh in your experience, con- like considering what he did for you? I was, he was a very big loss. Billy wasn't just a coach. Billy was like he could man to man. You know, if if you're having problems at home, he sits you down. You clear the clear the air and things and all all stuff like that. So he was good. He, he he'd work with everyone. Um, Zor Anti, a very very technically good coach, one of the best in 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 Europe or matter of fact the world. But he hadn't got what Billy had. You know, Billy was able to. He's more or less a manager as well, mm. you know, coach manager. Um, America hadn't won won a medal since like three, four Olympics, and the and the year he goes there to to start picking up medals, you know, mm. and Ireland look go without. Yeah, so it just shows sense. you, you yeah. know. And we were just talking off air as well about Tyson Fury last uh, last week. And I was reading two thousand and seven. Yourself and himself boxed into uh, was it Poland? Poland, yeah. What was the what was that experience like? Did you know then that he was going to make something of himself? I knew he was good. Um, didn't think he'd go this far, but um, <laughs> believe it or not, Tyson was a really shy, shy, shy. Didn't sing. Man. No, no, no <laughs> singing. You barely get two words out of him, and then all of a sudden, this is at that camp. Yeah, really. Yeah. He grows up, and I, before that camp, even as a junior boxer. I'd go away with the Irish team. He'd be with the GB team, but we were kind of close, you mm. know, the GB Irish team. And um, he was never, he was never a big talker now. So something happened. Over that, that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and performance-wise, like you're a master boxer yourself, and I'm sure there'll be cases in your pro career where you're going to have to fight in the front foot, like he did. What did you make of that change of tactics? Because I don't think many people have seen him fight like that before. I think. Um, no, obviously he 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 got the job done, but he's te- he had felt um, Deontay Wilder's power before that. He knew what it was like strength wise and things, so he knew he had this three extra stone on top of him, you know, to lean on him, tire him out. And if you get someone that's three stone heavier than you, leaning on you for one two rounds, you know, yeah, it sucked the life out of him. Yeah, and that's it. And 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 then he had he he complains about um, carrying the forty pound of of, of a suit, so you know, all this. What yeah. do you think, if there's a third match, which looks like it's going to be, is it going to be a continuation? Do you think from? I think so. From what he's we saw, too, he's too big, too slick. He won the first fight. To me, he won. Yeah, the first no, fight. I, th- I think we we all had him mm. down to win the first fight. Yeah, he won the first fight. Um, I wasn't expecting that he'd win it in this style. Yeah. the last fight, but he's flying it now. He's he's to me, he's the best. He's the best heavyweight in the world. You know, Fury. He's, he's, yeah, he's better. He's better than Joshua. He's better than Wilder. Um. But you still need to keep your feet on the ground, you know. You know you don't need to be saying silly stuff. And he's walked him himself into some some situations he shouldn't have over his mouth some days, you know, with women boxing and and stuff like that. Um, you know, you just need to keep a lid on some stuff. Yeah, and you mentioned he, he is. I don't know where you stand on role models, and sometimes people get themselves such a high profile that become role models mm. they, they didn't ask for it but whether they like it or not they are role models and Tyson Fury has come out of the situation he was in you mentioned some of the comments he made but now he's seen as um, this shining light for people who've suffered and from kids. mental health yeah and definitely and and kids are looking up to him yeah. nowadays so now well. he has a, yeah. almost like a duty of care that he, so he has, has to, to watch he's put a lid on it yeah. yeah and you mentioned 
Fury Wilder 3 is basically done, Phil. Joshua Pirlev, as expected, is done for... It's not as exciting, is it? Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Yeah, yeah. That'll bring a bit of glamour to it. But be more entertaining than watching Tottenham, anyway. Do you think Joshua's going to have to just basically do a job here and look impressive, or is it all about the W? Just about getting the win, isn't it? Because that's what he did for the rematch with Ruiz. Mm. And people said it wasn't pretty, but he had to get the, the title back. And he will obviously want to impress, because there is still question marks over him now because the way he had to change for the... If he had finished that fight, the first fight in New York, when he put Ruiz down in the third round, then his stock would have gone up considerably in, in New York that night. But the fact that he was beaten, you know, he had to... In fairness, he was gracious in defeat. He didn't make any excuses and came back, outboxed Ruiz for the the rematch. Pulev, he's that level below the likes of... Fury and Wilder and, and Joshua so it's a fight he should win but I don't know like what what is seen as a good performance is he have to stop him early that's it like if he goes in thinking that way I think he could come unstuck he just has to go out there and get the win my only concern is when you're fighting in front of whatever it's going to be 60,000 people you probably feel like you have to put on a bit of a show yeah but he, he fought Parker yeah. in front of, and he didn't put on a show as such he, he, he just outboxed him that night that was kind of the first real sign where you realize, box, yeah. yeah, you, you realise that Joshua knows like to, he's gone up to the next level. He can't just get lads out of there in a couple of rounds. Mm-hmm. And he is relatively new to the game compared to someone like yourself, John Joe. He, he came to boxing quite late, but he was at your games in, in 2012. Did you come across him much or what did you make of him during that tournament? I didn't really come across him much, but he was... Um, in the tournament, he should have been beaten one of the years. Yeah. One of the earlier fights, I think it was against a Cuban at one stage. Um, he won the final. I think he won the final, but he lost to the. He should have lost to the, the Cuban and, and probably one more fight. Yeah. No, long way. But yeah, there was some contention around the final as well. But uh, that whole that whole games in retrospect was was a special one for Ireland because oh eight was what it was, but it was really just Kenneth Egan that went over there and got his medal. Whereas twenty twelve felt like a breakout, like yourself, Paddy. Michael Conlon, was that a was that a great time out of the ring, or were you just kind of focused on doing the business? No, we're we're trapped in our own little bubble, you know, inside the village. We knew nothing that was going on outside, but when we get to the arena, you know, compared to the Beijing Olympics, you know, there was probably a few flew over for the for the Beijing Olympics. It was more like like home. Um, yeah, we're at the London Olympics. There was a lot of Irish there. Yeah, which obviously. What's that like in terms of, it goes back to what we were saying earlier about upping the pressure. Do you feel more pressure in a good way if there's a bigger crowd there for you? Um, yeah, I suppose. Um, you're, you you get a lot more um, nerves. Oh, yeah. well, well, I do anyways. Um, yeah, but I suppose it, it can be in a good way and a bad way because you, as you says about Joshua, you can get if he if he gets caught up in a fight, you can get unstuck. But if you if you let the crowd get to you too much and you walk into a fight, you know it's, it's too emotional. Yeah, yeah. What's it like though that ring walk when you you can just see all the the tricolors around? It's, it's the best feeling ever, you know. It's uh, it's incredible. When I was going out, every time if you look back on the Olympics, every fight I had, I was coming out smiling because it was I was enjoying it every minute of it and. Then the the fans will give you a boost as well. You know when you when you come through, like you come from the the warm up area where it's really quiet. Yeah. Then you come in and the whole stadium just 
rubs. What would Billy say to you, Billy Walsh? Obviously, was in charge back then. Would he say to you, you know, lap it up? It would soak up the energy at the start and things, but the the game plan with Billy Walsh was always one round at a time. Don't be thinking about the outcome. Just take one round, three minutes. Win the first three minutes. That was it. I remember after that semi-final and um, your interview just out of the ring and I remember thinking this guy is the best Irish boxer I've ever seen. Like The, the talent was ridiculous <coughs> in the semi-final and then the final because he came up short there. Like people, That was actually a close run thing and you and Luke Campbell had been fighting, had really close contests all the way back. So like that was a flip of a coin another night. If he had fought again the next day you might have beat him. So like, uh, how do you look at Luke Campbell? How do you look at that sort of dynamic now? Yeah, it's um, look how far he's progressed. It just shows you about the look of the the professional game. I've had so many injuries and then out of the ring stuff, and look, uh, he's fought for I think it's two world titles now. Yeah. Um. So it's just you know, and there's nothing between us. I I definitely if I if I ever progress and and fight for a world title someday, I want to fight. Um, I want to have one more go at Luke. Even that he's a bigger weight, you know, we can sort something out. But it's just over 12 rounds, I'd like to have one more go. Yeah, it'd be a great promotion as well. It'd be very easy to sell. Yeah. You mentioned the injuries, John Joe, and the very high-profile one was the issue you had with your legs and the rods in your legs. I think you fought a couple of times with those. Yeah, four t- four fights with them in. And is that a big release now, not having to worry about them? Yeah, and, you know, people often ask me, how is every time you meet someone, like new person to start talking about your boxing how's the legs that's like seven year ago now and they'll be asking you how's legs legs is better than ever you know yeah. Yeah. as I say the bone once they, they, it fits back you know they, they're stronger than ever how would you describe to somebody who's never had rods in their legs what it's like to try and box with them in it was crazy um, when I'd be training you know at the end of every session the the metal was you could see it coming through the front of the leg you know it was that bad. I couldn't run with them. You, you probably saw it in the documentary when I tried to run. Um, the leg was swelling up and the, and the rods were, were pumping out through the skin. So I had to go back to the doctors. He said, if you, were an, if you weren't an athlete, it wouldn't make sense to get them out, you know. Okay. But because I was an athlete, they rushed it forward to get, you know, the bones was already healed, take the, the rods out. So when I took the rods out, that meant being at least another two months out of the ring but you know with the stitches and things yeah, and healing yeah. you know the, the fresh wounds again so you'd let it set back so really what it was out of the ring was four months with the leg break and then with the rods I'd say up to six months of my career and then you know with fitness it's probably a year overall yeah because away like, with the legs as an amateur the one thing people would point to not just in Ireland but worldwide you became such a notoriously impressive fighter because of your legs and that was your movement getting in and out of range so that must have been a real concern for you at the time thinking you know this is my biggest asset it was um, I'll never forget it when when you come up from the operation the doctor was standing at the bottom of the bed and he said um, your boxing career John Joe is, is done you know and I often wanted to go over to that doctor you know with, with the belt that I've just won and just say what did you say to me before um, but you know, it's it, it's the worst feeling ever. You know, it's something that you love doing, something that is my living. You know, that's that's what I do for a living. You know, was getting took away from me and over what like of twenty minutes of just nonsense, something stupid. Mm. It's a, it was the worst feeling ever, and thankfully I, I came through it. Yeah, and it was captured 
in that documentary, and I think that documentary ends with your fight at the Three Arena on the Matthew Macklin card. So just after that, John Joe, if you can just t- fill in the blanks. So you were still in Philadelphia at that time. That was your main base. Are you st- have you still got any ties over there? Do you yeah, I have a big um, following over there. So yeah, if there's a big show comes up there, they want to, to me back there again, you know, because I sell a lot of tickets out there. Mm. But the last time I was there was on the, the John O'Carroll, Tevin Farmer show. Yeah. Katie was on the same night. And um, Tevin Farmer's from Philly, mm. and I sold like over eighty thousand dollars worth of tickets. Yeah. He, he sold twenty thousand dollars. So it just shows you how much Irish is out there. Um, and then Eddie Hearn, the cheek, did not put me on TV. So I, I wasn't too impressed with that. So I don't think I'd be doing anything for Eddie. No, I remember that because time soon. I was there and. You came on after the main event, yep. and most of the people stayed in the arena because most of the people were there to see you. Eddie, Eddie said, kept coming to the dressing room because I was a swing bow. Mm. If if there's a stoppage in this one, the, where was there going to be a stoppage? You know, mm. Kate was had a tough fight ahead of her, and and Jono was obviously going to go the dif- distance. Yeah, yeah. With Tevin, so it was there was no stoppage. No, no, it was an unfortunate one because you were there were definitely a big contingent there to see you and a good Irish representation for Katie as well but in terms of Philadelphia like training over there like we've spoken to Jason Quigley about he trained with Manny Robles in Los Angeles and then he went to Sheffield now he's with Andy Lee so he's kind of picked up different little bits like he would have been a boxer like yourself but he's sort of learned how to fight inside Mm. with Robles then with Ingle it was a bit more about the switch hitting so did you pick up any useful things? Yeah you'll always pick up stuff Um, defence work mostly in defence work but any of this up in your toes boxing and stuff that we like to do back here or I like to do that was out you know if they start to, what are you doing you're, you're too you're too up, upright what are you talking upright you know seeing the best do it you know you, you, you've watched uh, the Prince Nassim Hamid um, Joe Calzaghe all on their toes yeah. boxing they don't like any of that they want just sitting down and you know if it, if you can take a shot on the gloves it's better than taking a step back to them which I don't think. It's just the, yeah. That's the way they want to see yeah. fights over there. You said a few minutes ago about you, you described boxing as something that you love. Was there ever a point, though, where it wasn't there and do you feel now it's back, like that, that love of boxing? It's, it seems like the you and Jim McDonald have kind of struck up something that yeah. this could go somewhere. The, when, we were in, when I was in America, I was fighting weren't like there were fights but yeah. they weren't fights you know yeah. um, so I, I kind of sat back looked at how Luke Campbell was progressing um, Oscar Valdez that we mentioned earlier um, and these guys I've beaten see how they're pushed on and then where I was at I was like is it worth it you know you you sit down have a think about it call up the manager says um, the Philly is not for me you know so either we sort something or that's you know, what's the point in it but um, yeah, we um, we found a found a good man in, in Jim McDonald. And how would you describe your style now, John Joe, to people who mightn't have seen you since you fought amateur? So are you still very much the boxer, or have you? Because one thing I've noticed is in your last couple of fights under Jim is you're going to the body a lot more than you probably would have as an amateur. So is that a tactic from him? That's the tactic from him. You know, if you kill the body, kill the body, and you know that's it's it's like um, sucking diesel from a car. You start hitting the body, body early on, all of a sudden they start to tire, mm. and that's that's what I'm learning from Jim. So early on, you'll see you'll see the the, the odd head shot and that, but it's, it's mostly set, sink them body shots in earlier on. Mm. 
we were, we mentioned that you were coming on. We got a few texts in. One person was asking you about the Amir Khan thing. Yeah. What was that about? Um, well, I was going to go professional after the 2012 Olympics. Went over to Amir Khan. Um, he, no, he, he flew us over. He was doing his own promotional thing at the time. Um, sat down, put a contract together. It was a good contract. Um, so he flew back to... Um, we went on RT on Late yeah. Late Show and um, we announced it. We hadn't got the contract over for the sign. Do you know what I mean? We didn't sign the contract. We we just saw it, but it wasn't signed. And I got talking to Billy Walsh and things and I fancied... Um, he said to me, Billy said to me, John, do you know you're only missing the, the European medal and there next year? And I started to think about it. I want to be the first... and male to ever win the collection of medals mm. so I said I'll, I'll wait one more year and he wasn't too he wasn't too pleased oh so it was it was more yourself you just decided yeah. to step out of that yeah and what was he like was he uh, did he give you the impression that he was because I remember actually before this even became a thing that he was doing the Olympics for the BBC and they were asking him who were his top fighters from the tournament and he name checked you before Campbell even so he, it wasn't just bluster from him he, he definitely was an admirer of yours yeah well, he, was, he was a good he was a good Good guy, but I don't think he's too pleased with me now, is he? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he was, he was made a laughing stock, wasn't he, where he went on the RT and all. And I think he's he's probably going to start wrapping up his career, but in terms of yourself, John Joe, 31 now, but didn't take much punishment as an amateur, and you're still quite fresh as a professional, so a few years left. What's the dream, like, what's the end goal here? The world title. You know, I have to get the world title. I've set out to do it, and I, I have to achieve it. Um, anything I've set out to do as a as an amateur, I've done. So I can't stop now. Um, and what I'm thirty one, but there's guys that's twenty nine, twenty eight, twenty seven. That's put a lot more mileage into me. You know, I've had a good amateur career. Then I had a year out, as I was saying, these little minor setbacks and things. Um, that kind of gave me time to refuel. Um, also, so I've had a good service. Um, um, I, I don't take much punishment, as you've seen the amateur game and, and the professional yeah. game. I, I don't take an awful lot of punishment, so I'm, I'm fresh, you know. Yeah, and weight-wise, are you settled now at this? I'm super fed away is my weight, yeah. That's the world title target? That's it. Well, it's, uh, it's exciting times anyway. Hopefully we can get... We need to get a big show over here, John Joe, so yourself and Katie and Michael just get something together and we'll get, to, get the dream team back together. That's what we're hoping to, to get done someday, but sure. Hopefully I'm te- televised this time with Eddie Hearn. That's true. And I mentioned people were texting in. Karen was wondering, uh, what have you made of Michael Conlon as a professional so far? Very good. Very good. Um, he's getting looked after really well. Um, he's, with the, he's with the right promotional team, I think. Um which is um, top rank he's, um, he's got a good team behind him out and also he's taken that move back towards um, Irish style as well you know he's training well I think it's um, Adam Boot now is it? Or? Yeah yeah. so you know obviously Adam Boot is perfect for him yeah and he, he's back in action for his customary St. Patrick's weekend card Phil but this weekend we have Irish action John O'Carroll against Scott Quigg and you mentioned before we started that most people are picking Quig as favourite. Yeah, I just kind of wanted to see what people were saying in the build-up to it, and most people expected to go the distance, but Quig to get the decision or even a late stoppage. But you know, John O'Carroll's going to have the the engine to go the whole way, so I think it could be. Wouldn't be surprised if it was a split decision. Mm. Um, but 
the only worry for Jono is well, he's got he's done three fights, twelve rounds, and he's only won one of them. Yeah, it kind of shows how far he's come though that he's yeah. headlining a show on Sky Sports this week, and you saw him up close this time last year. John Joe, are you impressed with him? Did you give him a good chance this weekend. Yeah, I've also had the pleasure of sharing a ring with Jono. He's um, people is looking at it, um, Scott will be too strong for him. I don't think so. I think that as you as you mentioned, um, Jono's um, engine is good. He mightn't have the one punching power that yeah. that um, Scott has, but Scott hasn't ha- had really a, a proper bout since the Frampton fight. Yeah, yeah, he, he hasn't. You know, he hasn't been under that much uh, pressure. He hasn't been under the lights of the main event. You know, let's let's see how how he can deal with it now. Mm. Um, he's going to have Jono in his face for the whole twelve rounds. He knows that. Um, I'm not too sure has he has he has he got it anymore, Scott. But you proved me wrong some of the nights. That would be my feeling on it. Like I'm nothing against Scott Quick, but I just feel I'm not sure he has much left in the tank. And as John Joe says, John is going to be in his face all night. So yeah. I don't know if he has the. He's obviously gone back to Joe Joe Gallagher. Is this the last throw throw of the dice? Just go back to the old team and see can he get? Because on the line, basically, whoever wins probably get a world title shot soon. You'd imagine if Quig wins, he'd get a world title. Sh- world title shot sooner but whoever loses is going to have to basically go back down the ladder and might have to go down in levels to build themselves back up mm. I, do, I think if Scott loses he could retire yeah so that's what's at stake absolutely it, it should be a good one though yeah. it's going to be like it's going to be high energy a lot of a lot of punches thrown so I'm looking forward to it yeah and just one bit of news we should mention uh, Phil that the zone have announced that they're coming into the UK Irish market, which yeah. could be a bit of a game changer. Like we talk about pay per view and the, some of the fights that are a bit questionable to be on pay per view, but they're basically coming in with a five point or five euro prize plan into this part of the world. Yeah. So that could that could change everything. That could and give John Joe a chance to get get on the zone. That's a, those those the zone dollars flying around. <laughs> well, it, yeah, no, it's obviously they're a big draw when they when they sign Canelo. That's like he's their their cash cow, mm. um, but there's just there's so much boxing out there that there is an appetite for people to pay subscriptions, and not their one off big pay per view. So like say Fury Wilder, like you're paying nearly thirty euro or whatever. But if you're getting decent fights every weekend, you won't mind paying the subscription. Yeah. There's so much boxing out there. And it is going to get interesting when John Joe's best friend Eddie comes up against. So he's got the Sky Sports deal and he's got the DAZN deal. And there's going to be a conflict of interest there because, for example, Canelo's fight against Billy Joe Saunders or Callum Smith is going to be on DAZN rather yeah. than Sky Sports. So I'm sure Adam Smith's going to be looking at it like, Do you know, Eddie, help us out here. So that could get a bit interesting in the political side of things. Boxing um, and politics, no way. Never. <laughs> um, one more question here from Darren on Twitter, John Joe. Who was John Joe's favourite fighter growing up? Oh, I've had so many. Um, the Prince Nassim. Oh yeah, probably the Prince Nassim. Over there. Look. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was probably my my, my all-time favourite. What did you like about him? Just the, the confidence he had, you know, the, the the ring walks, the confidence, and the the part that he could, you know, he looked off balance, but he could punch with either hand. You'd think he was off balance, you know. All of a sudden, he's coming in, jumping in with. Left hooks, right hooks, right uppercuts, left uppercuts, and they were all power punches. But he was, he was 
he was so elusive. Yeah. Um, Have I you just, met him? I've met him as a person. Yeah. yeah, he's, yeah, a good, yeah. he's a good. He's a good person, and he's still as confident as ever. <laughs> he'd still, he'd still tell you he's making a comeback. Like even he'd uh, probably say he's making super featherweight or featherweight as well. I'll <laughs> <laughs> be eats that every day in Burger King now. Absolutely. Um, and Phil, in terms of favorite fighters, it's an anniversary today. Joe Calzaghe against uh, Jack yeah. Lacey. Yeah, that was such a. Think of the build up to that fight, how Lacey was coming over and he was going to do a number on Calzaghe, and Lacey was never the same after that. And that was that was a, a free to air fight as well. It was on ITV. It's a fight I, I still watch back the odd time just because anyone that ever doubted Calzaghe, like they just thought, you know, this is a guy that he's afraid to step out of his comfort zone. Or, and then obviously after the Lacey fight, that got him a bigger name in America. He went over to America. Got some big wins, but um, yeah, I always liked watching him. And he kind of speaks to your style, John Joe, where he w- he wasn't necessarily a slugger. Like he was someone who liked to box in the back foot, make people miss, and counter punch. So I'm sure you were a fan of his as well. Yeah, and he also threw threw a lot of punches, but I don't know. I don't throw a lot of punches. No. I like to save the energy, but. Um, Joe did throw an awful lot of punches. I think he threw a thousand punches in that fight against Lacey. Sometimes, he was always, sometimes he was accused of slapping as well, where he, there was no there was no power to there him. was no power. But yeah. at times, I think there was there was times in fights he'd take the take the mick out of his opponents, where he'd pop up behind them and then turn around and he just hit them a few slaps. Like so, he you know he enjoyed his his career in and he was an entertainer. Um, yeah. Definitely, if, if people haven't watched that fight for a while, it's worth checking out. Yeah, and lastly, actually, Sean on Twitter just wondering, John Joe, is there a performance that John Joe is most proud of? Um, beating the world champion, us, um, um, the Cuban. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was my, my all time favourite. You know, I um, put on a show that day. I, um, I went into the fight just to enjoy it. Those guys, you know, telling me. He is class, and that, no normal people coming up in the stadium before the fight. John Joe, um, it would have been nice to see you box um, Campbell in the final. Really? Writing me off beforehand, you know. Um, I don't know. It just it just happened. Everything you know, everything I did was perfect. Is that the kind of thing in the moment when you're in the ring, you know, right? This is really going well, or is it after the fact and you watch it back, you're like, that was. No, I, I was smiling through it. Sure, I did the I did the, as they call it the Mullingar shuffle, you know. Halfway through the third round, I don't think the Cuban was too impressed to hit me one <laughs> or two after. Um, but you know, as the fight was progressing and going on, you know, I just instead of getting tired, I was I was getting more. I was hoping for the fight never the end. It was it was it was going that well. Um, but that's that's definitely my all time favorite fight. Great stuff. Well, hopefully you have plenty more performances like that as a pro. Uh, you did everything as an amateur, so I'm sure there's plenty more as a professional. Uh, thanks for coming in, John Joe. No Thank Thanks you. to Phil and to producer Alex as well. We'll be back next week.